Today's interview features Alex Bachman, former Wake Forest wide receiver who is declared for the upcoming 2019 NFL Draft this April. Today's interview was conducted by Student Union Sports' very own Harrison Sillings. We hope you guys enjoy, and be sure to check out studentunionsports.com for all college sports and NFL Draft-related content. This is Harrison Sillings with Student Union Sports, and I'm here with Alex Bachman, former Wake Forest wide receiver. Uh, just going to talk to him a little bit about his NFL draft preparation. What's up, Alex? How's it going? Good to see you, Harrison. So let's just jump right into this. So Wake Forest uh, isn't really known as a football powerhouse, but uh, starting your sophomore year, you guys have had three straight winning seasons and three straight bowl wins. So what's it like getting the program back to a winning mindset? I mean, that was our goal all along. That one, you know, class of 2015, I graduated coming with a bunch of guys. Our goal was to you know, change the culture and, uh, you know, not to be known as little old Wake Forest anymore. I think, you know, we did change the culture in the four years I was there. You know, like I said, with three straight bowl wins, we're, we're definitely not a team that um, people look, people start to look at differently in the university, the football program a little bit differently. So um, Coach Claus has done a great job in recruiting the right guys to do that and uh, creating that winning mindset. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them continue their success uh, for years down the road. Talking about that third bowl win this past year's Birmingham Bowl, you stood out, seven receptions, 171 yards. What happened in that game that allowed you to have so much success? Um, you know, it wasn't anything that I did. Uh, um, I just did what I what I always do. And um, it's people, I think, there gets a lot of, you know, bad rep with the receiver position, you know, with the um, recent uh, incidences like with Odell and Antonio Brown. Um, and I think people don't understand that receiver is a position where you could do your job every single play and, and nothing comes from it. Um, as a receiver, you're only as good as your quarterback, you're only as good as your offensive line, you're only as good as your offensive coordinator. So um, it's a position that's all about opportunity. So in that game, I just happened to get more opportunities than I usually do. Um, but from that, I just did every single, you know, everything I, I usually do, I just had uh, more balls coming my way. And, the rhythm and our coach kept calling plays uh kept calling my number so um he kept looking my way and we uh, you know we were on the same page several times and i was allowed to make plays uh, in order to help us win so from that point you started getting ready for the nfl draft what has your pre-draft experience been like and what's been the biggest challenge in preparing for the next level um I, my pre-draft experience has been great. Um, you know, I have a lot of resources out here in Los Angeles. That, you know, we're close to where I grew up. And so um, I decided to train at Mamba Sports Academy. It was originally Sports Academy. And then a couple of months ago, Kobe Bryant actually, you know, bought like 50% of it. So, so um, it has been great. Uh, I improved a lot. I gained like 15 pounds of muscle, but I also got faster. Um, so my mentality going into it was that I was a sleeper um, on everyone's draft board. And so my goal going into pro day was just to turn some heads. Um, I think the biggest um, 
thing I overcome just in the draft process is, and I continue to have to do it is just, uh, you know, your mindset. It's all, it's all about your mindset. There's, there's a bunch of distractions coming in, um, a bunch of people saying this, a bunch of people saying that, and, um, you know, you have, you have issues, um, um, you know, outside of football that can get in the way. And so I think it's just staying focused, uh, waking up every morning with the same mindset that I'm going to go attack this day and try and improve and, and build bricks, um, bricks upon bricks, and eventually, you know, build a house. And so um, that's what I did. It wasn't always smooth. The whole, you know, process still going on hasn't been completely smooth. But um, I think I've dealt with it well, and I've surrounded myself with the right people who are, you know, looking out for me and, and um, want the best for me, um, you know, at this point in my life. Yeah, you said you wanted to turn heads at your pro day, and it sounds like you did exactly that. There's a lot of people saying that you outperformed everyone there. So what was your pro day experience like, and how would you describe your performance? Um, my pro day experience, it was, um, it was just a fantastic opportunity, um, you know, one that I've been, you know, wishing for my entire life, the opportunity to perform in front um, of NFL scouts and just have your involved in the NFL process. Um, for me, uh, it was solid. Like, I think I, a lot of people were impressed with the way I performed. Um, I think even my coaches, my teammates were surprised to see me perform as well as I did. But for me, I was actually disappointed. Um, I've always been a perfectionist. I've always been a guy who's, um, you know, tried to hit the highest marks that I can. I, I know what I'm capable of. So uh, there were some marks that I had hit before that I didn't hit at my pro day. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. But um, at the end of the day, like, just to be there was a blessing and, and to perform the way I did and, and have all these scouts come up and talk to me afterwards and, um, just to hear around the football program, people, you know, saying this and that about how well I did. Um, it was pretty satisfying because of, you know, the two and a half months of work you put in, you know, waking up really early every day, trying to be the first one in the facility and being the last one to leave, um, coming home, eating right, getting 10 hours of sleep. Um, you know, every single decision I made for the last two and a half months was directed towards the pro day. So for it to be able to go in and still perform well and, um, I guess put my name up on a lot of teams draft boards now uh, was a really satisfying experience. You were talking about the early mornings, first one in, last one out. Have you seen the video that the NCAA tweeted about like, the life of a student athlete? Yes, I have. What's What's your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, my reaction is the same as everybody else's. I thought, I thought it was it was very humorous to me because it's nothing like the real um, NCAA athlete experience. Um, it's it's a girl. It's it's not you know all you know rainbows and unicorns at being an NCAA athlete. People only see, you know, the good stuff. They see you on TV, you know, performing in front of thousands of people, um, but they don't see what goes into it. And I think even my draft process and how I was able to improve as an athlete has it shows the difference in, you know, being an athlete alone and then being an NCAA athlete. When you're a college athlete, you can't really, you know, be your best self. You don't, you're not going to get 10 hours of sleep at night, you know. You're going to skip meals. You know, hydration is not a focus. Um, there's a lot of different things because you've got other priorities. For me, I was always school first. That's just what I was taught growing up. So, yeah, football was really important to me. It's always been important to me. 
but school still came first along with you have your tutorings, you have um, you have meetings with your professors and whatnot. And every professor thinks, you know, they're the only class that matters. So um, especially at school like Wake Forest is super academic. Um, it's a grind. You, you got to give, you know, 100 percent the entire time if you want to do well in school. Um, so that mixed with football, um, it's, it is a grind. And so, uh, yeah, the NCAA, they, they, they really missed that one. Um, so I have a pretty similar reaction to um, all the other guys, but you know, I'm just not as public about it. Yeah, like just being a low-level student athlete myself, I looked at that and was like, yeah, no, that's not it. Lastly, get off a little football talk. You're an L.A. guy. The Lakers just eliminated from the playoffs last week. Will LeBron end up being a good fit for the Lakers in the long run? Uh, he, I think he will. I, I've been a LeBron fan, you know, ever since I was little. I just thought um, his genetics are just freakish. I thought, you know, he had the ceiling the, the to be the greatest player of all time. Uh, he's still working towards it, but I'm glad he's here in L.A. Um, and I think they're young. They just need to, you know, find pieces to build around. They have a lot of injuries this year. Um, you know, he's out. 18 or 20 games. I went to go see two games, one in December, one in January. He wasn't in either one because he was still hurt. And then, you know, all the other pieces of the puzzle, big ones like Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, they all had injuries this year. So, you know, sometimes it just doesn't come together. Um, he's still got work to do, but, I mean, the numbers he's putting up, you know, he's not – I mean, if, if he's getting older, that doesn't look like because – uh, I mean, he's probably, what, 27-9 and 8 or whatever, averaging. So he's still doing what it takes to win. He just needs to be surrounded by the right pieces. And I think Magic Johnson um, is the guy who's going to get that job done. So um, it's still early. He's only been there one year. But I trust the process. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this interview. And all of us here at Student Union wish you the best uh, with the draft. No, thank you, Harrison. Thanks for having me on today. Appreciate you guys.